Summer break couldn't end fast enough, as far as Isaiah was concerned. I'm one of the children that's looking forward to school. You are? Yeah. What's your favorite class? Um, English. Okay. English. Why? What draws you to it? Writing. I love writing. Isaiah planned to publish a book someday. So going back to school just meant getting to work towards his goal. But this year, he would also be going back with a secret. No one at Isaiah's school knew that he'd just moved into a homeless shelter. It's definitely something I keep to myself. Yeah? Yeah. Do you feel like people would understand if you told them? Or is it just a conversation you're not ready to have? No. It's, I don't feel like people will understand. Because yeah. it's so common that people just take it as another another you know situation like another statistic hmm yeah you feel like they would like hear the words but not hear the reality and understand correct what it means yeah i'm jesse batend and this is whole new worlds brought to you by primo center My name is Bertha Scott Rufus. I am 60 years old. Um, my name is Isaiah Rufus, and I am 17 years old. And how do y'all happen to know each other? This is my lovely mother. <laughs> <laughs> and that's my wonderful son. <laughs> in September 2019, Isaiah and his mom, Bertha, had been living in the shelter for less than a month. Well, um, we are obviously homeless. We're in a shelter, um, and we're here um, trying to better ourselves as far as uh, getting housing, uh, hopefully in a month, month, month or two, so yeah, that's where we are now. Things about the Primo Center shelter, located on Chicago's south side, were still surprising for Isaiah. One of the first things I noticed, and I told my mother this, I, I noticed that there were a lot of children in need. Isaiah had always been a quiet kid. When I first met him at Primo's back to school barbecue in 2019, he was sitting under a tree next to the basketball court watching other boys play. While he might have seemed shy or maybe bored from a distance, Isaiah was actually busy creating new worlds in his head. I write about other people's experience, my experience, and I even you know, sometimes write about like fictional stories. Isaiah could, of course, have written about anything, created any sort of world he liked. But at the time, he was fixated on a specific kind of story. Because I think about a lot, like, what if something happens in the world, what will everybody do? Do you find yourself drawn to those kinds of stories of like, I don't know, post-apocalyptic or like the world ending and kind of having to find yourself, you yeah. know, find a new... Yeah, yeah, of course. Through his writing, Isaiah was exploring what comes after the end, building a world that was crumbling. That's why I love um, those movies. That's why I love movies like that. And I love books that, you know, that's about that post-apocalyptic stuff. So, yeah, it interests me. Can you give me an example of one? I wrote a book called... Um, Whoa, you wrote a whole book? Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> As Isaiah adjusted to life in the shelter, 
he found himself writing about other people whose lives had fallen apart. Hello, my name is Isaiah Rufus. The title of my book is Death to Us, and the chapter that I'm reading is called The Escape. Basically, we had went to war. All of a sudden, missile projectiles was raining down on the buildings of New York City. The United States were under attack, and for some reason our defenses wasn't working. Hundreds of thousands of people struggled to flee over the bridge to evacuate. There was this group of friends, it was six friends. Sounds of loud screams, falling debris, and crumbling buildings could be heard as Jake and the group drove through what felt like a minefield, desperately trying to stay alive. Two of them were having an affair, and they just, you know, had to live out their day-to-day -day lives together, surviving while they're having conflict with each other. Look, you have to trust me. Just get to safety with Edward. I'll be there, said Jake. Okay, please be careful, said Hazel as she kisses Jake on the cheek and hugs him. They escaped when things were happening, so they're just in the blind. They just know it's them and they just have to survive until they find a way out. Hmm. Isaiah's book, Death to Us, had even drawn in a few fans around the shelter. He was reading out to my roommate. It was just, she was so yeah. interested in some of the stuff he was reading about. Yeah. Oh, boy. While Isaiah was describing the book, his mom, Bertha, listened and smiled. How does that make you feel, mom, listening to him <laughs> talk about these? Um, very, very proud of him. Yeah. Um, I'm surprised that you got him to talk as much as he... Really? <laughs> he's Why? Because he's, he's quiet. He's quiet. Really? Um, he doesn't say a lot. He's very helpful in a lot of things. And he talks about some, sometimes he talks about the things that he liked to do and that he wanted to. And you didn't ask him, but I'm going to say it. Yeah. Um, he wants to become a, a doctor. Bertha informed me that publishing a book was just a side hustle for Isaiah. That's his goal to be a pediatrician and help children. The apple didn't fall far from the tree. Bertha told me she had a big dream of her own. I've always wanted to have a soup kitchen, a homeless shelter. <laughs> I've always wanted to open one. Once she was back on her feet, Bertha said she planned to go for it. She'd seen how much harder homelessness could be for men, especially single men, and she wanted to help. They just, every, everybody has lost their way. When you see them out there, they've lost their way, no matter what it is, whether it's drugs or or loss of a job, or whatever it is, they need help. She figured she'd start small, a few showers and a place to serve free meals to start. So I wanted to be able to feed them, give them supply with soap and water and stuff like this. They can take a bath, brush their teeth and wash their hair and things like that. Provide them with towels and things. That's, that's, that's the beginning. Yeah. But then once I get that going, I want to start the shelter if I can. It wasn't only ironic that she found herself living in one. It was useful. I think it's a blessing for me to be here. Uh, it's no mistake because this is what I, my purpose is to help others. Not to minimize in any way the difficulty of Isaiah and his mom's situation. It was both a blessing and extremely hard. 
But Isaiah and his mom were using their experience as research. For Bertha, learning how the shelter ran was a valuable hands-on experience. And Isaiah found himself in a strange new place that gave him no shortage of inspiration. The rest of the group ran to the ship. Let's go, let's go, Marines yelled as people screamed, died, and cried. Chaos grew as New York became more of a wasteland. The group had made it to the waiting gates at the docks. Look at them, said General Hank. We gotta open the door, sir. Orders from the president, a soldier said. All right, open them. Our course to Europe, if it's not in damn pieces yet, General said. You heard him, open the doors. So I've just read chapter two of Death to Us. Mm, thank you. If zombie movies and post-apocalyptic stories have taught us anything, everything falling apart is just the beginning. Finding shelter, that's just the first step. Isaiah and his characters were only just beginning their journey in a new world. Whole New Worlds is brought to you by Primo Center, dedicated to ending the cycle of generational family homelessness. If you want to contribute, it's easier than ever. Text New Worlds, all one word, to 44321. Or visit primocenter.org for more information. The show is hosted and produced by Ron Brown and Jesse Patan. Special thanks to Primo CEO Christine Aker, Shelly Cooper, Eric Harmon, and everyone from the center who spoke with us. Special thanks also to Charlie Meyerson, Sheila Solomon, Janine Harston, Terry Lydon, and Cindy Pulaskis of Rivet. Special thanks also to Moby for letting us use his music throughout the series, including our theme song, Porcelain, and Southside as our closing credits. Once again, you can make a donation to Primo Center by texting New Worlds, all one word, to 44321, or head to primocenter.org. I'm Ron Brown. I'm Jesse Batend. Thanks for listening. So can you tell me about your teddy bear? I don't know where my baby. Whenever a new family comes to Primo Center, the children get to pick out a stuffed animal. Can I like to play babies with it? And you like to what? Cuddle with it. Cuddle with it? Yeah. It's so soft. It's so soft? Yeah. Okay, what color is it? White. Okay. It's called the Lovies Program, and it's just one of the ways that you touch the lives of homeless children with your donation to Primo Center. All right. That's all. I just had to make sure that you like it. I love it. <laughs> okay. Text New Worlds to 44321. For more information, visit primocenter.org.